you ready, eager young space cadet? Meep, meep. I call a pussy supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello, and welcome to Of Course You Realize This Means Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Graves, and I just saw The Curse of the Monkey Bird. So I'm very excited because I got to see the Looney Tunes on the big screen again, and I haven't done that since I was at the Chuck Jones Centennial. That was in 2012, but this is an all-new excitement because there are brand new Looney Tunes that are being released to the public, and I got to see it in the theater. I'm just overjoyed by that. This was a six minute short animated short that was starring Porky Pig and Daffy Duck. And, uh, yeah, there's new Looney Tunes out there, guys. Um, it's kind of exciting. I'm just going to go into it. The short overall was really fun. I think you're going to enjoy it, especially for Daffy. Daffy is at his daffiest and it's so great to see that. Eric Bauza does the voice of Daffy Duck in this, and he nailed it. He killed it. Um, that is not a disservice to Bob Bergen, uh, who voiced Porky Pig. The voice of Porky Pig was spot on. The dialogue that he had, though, was a little uh, lacking, and that was mainly because he was a punching bag in this. So um, just a you know, overall... My my take on it, I liked it. I didn't love it. Some of the comedy was more modern than throwback comedy. They hit the joke and then kept on hitting it. And then it went from funny to not funny, back around to funny again. And that is obviously a modern comedic style and approach. I did not mind it. I did uh, feel that it was different than the past. And that is probably what they're going for. They're not trying to recreate exactly the past uh, jokes or situations. And I really liked the parody of Indiana Jones at the start of this. And I loved putting these characters in that situation. I thought it added to the comedy. I thought there was really great facial animations. And the overall look and style was fantastic. They spent money on this. Like you could tell that uh, they wanted really strong colors. They wanted really strong environments and the motion of the animation was smooth and just looked expensive and fantastic. And like there was a lot of care put into this and I really appreciated that. Um, so let me get into it a little bit. Um, I'm sure this is going to be available on YouTube very soon. It's just uh, for this week, they're playing the short in theaters only. And it's unfortunately, it's not attached to any movie. It's just on uh, on the big screen by itself, uh, six minutes. 
the uh, unfortunate thing about that is the ticket price is $11. So yeah, it's officially the most expensive minute I've ever lived. But uh, I would say that it was worth it just to see the classic Looney Tunes on the big screen in an all new situation. Uh, That was really fun. So to start off the front the first screen that you see is a, a screen that says it's, it's one of those quiet in theaters kind of things but it says silence your gizmos and i really thought that was funny um so we start with some character designs porky is spot on like a modern day um like modern environment I, I, it's the jungle but it's a modern uh aesthetic or surrounding that uh but you get porky pig and porky pig looks better than ever um, he is very reminiscent of the classic style of Porky that you're familiar with in your head. The, that's all folks, uh, that Porky is here. Um, you also get Daffy and Daffy looks phenomenal. They're on top of an elephant and the elephant was very reminiscent of the Horton Here's a Who elephant. I thought it was very like Dr. Seuss meets Chuck Jones style. And I thought that was interesting. The character design was really fun to uh, let you know that you're in the world of a modern-looking retro cartoon. The character designs were retro, but the things surrounding them were very new, very lush, and that was really exciting. Some of the jokes landed really well for me. There was a parking ticket joke uh, that made me laugh out loud. There is the... Uh, overall like Indiana Jones feel to this one. The episode is called Curse of the Monkey Bird and Porky and Daffy are on a quest to find this hidden treasure and the treasure is in a tomb and they have to you know figure out their way around booby traps. The overall premise is very spot on Looney Tunes. Um, How they deal with the premise is very modern. So what I mean by that is They go into the tomb and they're obviously aware that there are booby traps. And then Daffy goes full Daffy, pulls all the levers, presses all the buttons, and just all of the booby traps go off one right after the other. Uh, But to capitalize on that comedy, they are all affecting Porky. And so Porky is just taking it. And it's getting worse and worse for him. The style of comedy here is more akin to the Ren and Stimpy cartoons of the 90s. This meatball soup is delicious, Stimpy. That's not meatball soup. That's my collection of fur balls and stomach acid. You idiot! And that wasn't a bad thing. Uh, But it was different than the vaudevillian approach that the Looney Tunes are known to be. Uh, associated with so that took some getting used to but overall i think the daffy characterization was spot on the porky pig characterization was pretty good he didn't have a lot to do except be a punching bag and that was detrimental to his character but again the bob bergen voice for porky was amazing and they really nailed uh the inflections and the stuttering and he was he was really fun. Um, the dialogue was that he had was really great. He just didn't have enough of it. And uh, he didn't get to be that worry wart that he usually is in the Daffy and Porky cartoons. Um, but the 
the really fun character here is the monkey bird himself. Uh, he's a combination of a monkey and a bird. Uh, I don't know what it is about Looney Tunes uh, and monkeys, but they always seem to appear in uh, in these modern interpretations. So you had some uh, the blue monkey in Looney Tunes Back in Action, where Steve Martin was turning people into uh, monkeys, having them work, and then turn them back uh, into humans to buy the products. And uh, that was thanks to the blue monkey device. Um, and then here you have uh, another blue monkey and he is, you know, mixed with uh, the attributes of a bird. And um, it's fun because they utilize both the monkey uh, or the ape um, fierceness and then the intelligence and like the, the, the prowess of a bird and how he is able to fly and, you know, still terrorize. You get a sense of the, of the threat um, but it's obviously done surrounding absurdist humor. There's a scene where they're running through the caverns and all of a sudden we see some TVs and they come out the back of it and it looks like they were just on a ride and they're looking at the pictures that they got while on the ride and, you know, laughing. And then it goes back to serious, like they're being threatened again. So it's, you know, absurdist humor at its best. Daffy definitely at his best. Um, but the overall, you know, f- sense of things is kind of lacking the classic, uh, here's a punch, you laugh, and then you move on. Uh, this doesn't move on, which you're going to have to get used to uh, in the cartoon for it to land. But that's okay, because they give you multiple opportunities for that to happen. Um, again, I, I really want to emphasize the Ren and Stimpy of it all. Uh, there are some animation styles, uh, including eye animation and situations and sound effects that are pulled almost directly from Ren and Stimpy. So I'm going to say that the Ren and Stimpiness of it is slightly distracting and pulled me out a few times. But I think if they tweak it a little bit more, the Looney Tunes characters and the Ren and Stimpy style can work. It's, it just takes a little bit because you're pushing the what you're knowing the characters to be in like the the situations that you're knowing the characters to be in from the 40s like you're you're going full hyperspeed into the you know 2019s and you know grabbing comedy from the 80s and the 90s with you and that that's kind of what it feels like so we're catching up to what they're trying to do um and it's it's not all bad it's it's working um, overall, I would say with the fun character designs, the vibrant colors, the situation that they get put in, and uh, the character dynamic, which the character dynamic is also kind of lacking. Uh, you just don't get a lot of it. It's mainly Daffy being Daffy, and Eric Bauza, who does the voice of Daffy, kills it. Um, he is just translating the 40s like spot on and I love it. Everything else took a little bit longer to get used to, but that's okay. Uh, There is another part that I wanted to highlight, which was a comedic transition that was very jarring and it dealt with Daffy's leg uh, getting bit by a snake and Porky having to suck the venom out. And you get a sense of peril because you can see the venom being animated and moving up his body and Porky desperately trying to suck the venom out uh, quickly and rapidly. 
And the transition that happens is Daffy is then behind Porky with the rare antiquity that they are trying to to capture, the, the, the monkey bird, if you will. And it is... It's very weird because then the the thing that Porky is holding, the leg that he's holding is connected to the the monkey bird monster that is chasing them. And I just found it to be very, um, very weird and uh, not funny. It just took me out of the, the whole experience. But then I got back into it and it kept going. Um, it's not a bad animated cartoon. It feels like fan fiction almost of like what these characters would be in the modern era. But you could tell there's so much love that is going into this. I'm just not sure about the script for it. Um, That was probably the weakest part of it. Overall, I would say because of all of the wonderful and fantastic animation behind it, the incredible voice work and the designs, I've got to give this a B plus. And I do very much look forward to more of these coming out. I just hope that they have more publicity around them, that they're advertised better, and that we get them sooner. Um, I don't know how long it, it feels like it's been a couple of months since the Dynamite Dance. So it might be three month intervals in between each one. And I feel like that's a bit long. But overall, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Obviously, it's going to be on YouTube, so you can see it for free, and you're going to enjoy it, I think. And I'm just fascinated by the use of monkeys in this franchise, because you have uh, Apes of Wrath, which is a Frizz Freeling cartoon that had Bugs Bunny being uh, delivered drunkenly by a stork to a family of apes, and he is uh, presented as their son. Congratulations, you're a mother. Look, it's arrived! Our baby is here! How could you? After all, he is our baby. No matter what he looks like, he's still your son. Oh boy, what a hangover. What what, What happened? And you have the monkeys in the Looney Tunes back in action film. Dear people, I reveal to you the whereabouts of the blue monkey. (laughs) But you don't really have a monkey Looney Tune, and that is why I wonder if the creatives keep going back to the monkey well, because monkeys are inherently loony. I was looking at all the characters in the game that were monkeys, and there aren't any. Uh, there aren't any released characters. I think that they could benefit if they added the apes from uh, Apes of Wrath. I think that would be really fun. Uh, but speaking of the game, the World of Mayhem, the Looney Tunes, a mobile app game. You can also play it on PC and Google Play. So Scopely has sent me a update. That is meant to give you more agency to choose which materials you want to collect and decrease randomness in what you receive. This is really fascinating and I'm glad that they're doing this because now you can go into your inventory and try to focus on which tunes you want in your top four 
which usually go out and bring in the most reward. So if you want to upgrade a specific tune, uh, you don't have to blindly go out and start battling for boxes that you know you can win. Uh, But now you can like try to, you know, go after the boxes that maybe are out of your power range, but you want to, you know, gain those rewards better and recoup those for uh, better characters. You will notice that some tune-up levels will now require more items, but the increased access to materials and reduced randomness will help you level up each tune faster than before. You'll find that you will have to attack significantly fewer crates to tune up a tune. Last but not least, we are also lowering the amount of gold required for level ups to help ease the gold burden of later stage level ups. That is amazing. Uh, Thank you, Scopely, for doing that. And then they were kind enough to give us some gifts uh, in the form of uh, power-ups and boosts, anvils, uh, some gold, I think. Um, But yeah, um, that's really exciting. Uh, So the Crate Escape is the newest event quest. So that will allow you to collect more gold, more illudium, more dynamite, and more... Uh, level up potion. So that's really cool. Um, Thank you, Scopely, for adding that event. Uh, This goes on for seven days. And in our next episode, we are going to dive into Lola uh, because she is a upcoming character uh, and it's going to be Space Lola. Um, Starseeker Lola is her official character name. And I'm really excited because I get to talk with Raina Mora. She is a fan of Looney Tunes, and she's also a really great artist in her own right. Uh, she is a musician and songwriter. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Lola and all of her her incarnations. I really wish that Lola Bunny had been created a lot earlier for the Looney Tunes, uh, not only for the female demographic, but just because her character has such uh, openness for the interpretations. Uh, She's been used as a a femme fatale in Space Jam, and the boy-crazy character that she is in the Looney Tunes show. Uh, But there's so much to do with her, and I think Chuck Jones would have done a lot with her, especially if um, she had gone to space with Marvin the Martian. I think that would have been a really fun episode, just like when Bugs did. Uh, Anyways, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, This was a little bonus episode because I got to see Curse of the Monkey Bird in theaters, and I wanted to tell you all about it. I would urge you to uh, hopefully, like, track it down when it comes out, and uh, just, you know, Overall, enjoy Looney Tunes as they are out there currently. And they're out there in many forms. Um, You just have to, you know, do some searching. Uh, I believe they're on Amazon Prime and some collections and sets. Um, But yeah, so that is it. Uh, Follow the podcast on This Means Podcast on Facebook. Uh, This Means Pod on Twitter. This Means Podcast on Instagram. And please please, 
uh, like, subscribe, and rate this podcast so I can keep doing this. And uh, and if you like it, you know, like leave some uh, some criticisms that uh, you'd like to uh, to see improved upon. Um, thank you so much for listening. And that is not all, folks. Well, here we go again. This podcast is brought to you by the Acme Corporation. Acme, it's where you get your anvils. You're not going to believe this, but there's a sale going on at Acme today. Five for one anvils. You'll never find a deal like that ever again, because we're going to be sold out of anvils. Come on down today. While supplies last, pick up your anvil and go catch yourself a dinner.